Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And it is sports time as we are talking week 17 in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. And joining me today is Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am doing well. Thank you, Matt. All right. Great to have you. And rounding out the trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How you doing, Craig? Doing good. All right. Well, a bit of a somber moment to start the, uh, the the week. We're recording a day later, I should mention this, with the no Thursday games. We decided to give ourselves an extra day. What with the holiday season uh, in and around, we needed that extra 24 hours. But, uh, oh, man, we lost John Madden this week, you guys. Mm, terrible. Just the, yeah. the, 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 the voice of a generation, a, uh, a in, in, an absolute legend in in the world of football and announcing and video game his he, he'll he'll live on because that madden video game is going to live 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 on forever i i just it's upsetting he, he was he was a good man and and it was uh i i could not believe that there was that he was essentially the soundtrack of sunday afternoons for yeah decades i couldn't believe there was that clip that i think will brinson showed it of him being like in, in like 1994 being like i don't think jim mcmahon should go about out back out there with that it concussion. was 93 biking it was the 93 yeah. Vikings-Giants playoff game. Yeah. And he said, hey, I think, you know, uh, to me, if a player gets a concussion, he shouldn't be playing the rest of the game. He should be out for a few weeks to make sure he's okay. We don't allow this unboxing. And this was a stance that he had. He was he was against um, he was against full contact in youth football. He was, you know what I mean? Like, this mm-hmm. is, uh, uh, safety of the game is something that, uh, that was important to him. So, uh, look, I think there are a lot of criticisms of the NFL and NFL culture of course, and valid criticisms, of course. But um, I think that he was one of the positive voices within that culture. Yeah, he was he he was ahead of his time, man. He was absolutely ahead of his time in, in, in that regard. And just, it's it's weird that there's an entire generation of, of uh, like our kids aren't old enough yet for, for this to have happened. But like, I imagine at some point uh, with our girls, Craig, or, or they'll they'll turn to us and go, "Wait, John Madden coached, <laughs> or something like that," you know, because they're only going to know him from the from the video games and stuff, right? Like yep. initially, I would imagine. So yeah, they're going to turn. Wait, he announced. Wait, he coached, and we're going to be like, "Oh yeah," I and mean, he was uh, he, he was you know great at it too. Like like him and Summerall to me are still the all time like 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 they're 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 number one for me. And then number two was probably him and Al because him and it, like he, like Al had uh, him at the tail end of, uh, of Madden's career. Now Madden yep. didn't have his fastball then, but like Al sure did. And, and the two of them, you know, were well, the last thing Madden did was the Arizona Pittsburgh Super Bowl, which you could put together a pretty strong argument. That was the best Super Bowl ever played. Yeah. That was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. People, yeah. People have that in their top three, at least for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing, like, it, uh, it had all the excitement, but the game was good the whole time. There were a bunch of memorable plays. You know, people talk about the uh, the first Giants-Patriots rule, um, which was incredible. The score at the end of the third quarter of that game was 7-3. Yeah, you know no, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. You, you basically turn on the fourth quarter. You, you fast-forward to the fourth quarter of that football game, yeah. and then other yeah. – like... Now, that's probably the best fourth quarter in Super Bowl history, mm-hmm. but the best game is the one we're talking about here. Yeah. So I think it's cool that – that that got to be Madden's last game. Yeah, and that that's like with that thing you're getting into the whole like, well, do you like defensive football or offensive football better? You know, sort of thing. Because like from a defensive football standpoint, that Giants, but that first Giants Patriots Super Bowl was a delight. Because you know, like I've heard stories of uh, 
oh, what was it, like Michael Strahan and those guys being like, we thought that the Patriots were sandbagging us the whole time, <laughs> and they were just waiting for us to, you know, slip up, and we wouldn't let them, and then it turned out, no, we they, they, they couldn't beat us. <laughs> we were actually better than them that day, which is crazy, but yeah. If, like if the, you did a totally, a totally routine Eli Manning throw over the middle, seal <laughs> the game. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not an all-time great, wait, can't believe that happened type of play, right? <laughs> like, Oh man, yeah, John Madden though, R.I.P. Uh, you will be missed. It just—he mm, he was a good man. He's an absolutely good man, and uh, I would say about the worst thing that uh, <laughs> that came about from John Madden has nothing to do with him, but he gave Frank Caliendo a career. I guess would probably be the the worst thing we could say about Madden, and not like some other nonsense bullshit that people are trying to kick on Twitter to bring Madden down. <laughs> oh, there's always one scumbag though, right? Mm. Every time. Every time, there's always one scumbag. Anyway, let's move on. Week 17. Guy, boys, we had a good week 16. First time, I think, in a while, all three of us winning records. Uh, the only thing we were uh, not good on is we trusted a lot of those double-digit dogs last week. And um, that was a whoopsie. The uh, the Giants, uh, the Panthers, and the football team really, uh, <laughs> really stuck it to us in some... Quite frankly, not even close uh, type of double-digit line take, especially that Washington one. Good Lord. But honestly, the Washington one to me was more like this is just the no-effing-way game for Washington where Carolina, quite frankly, I thought they quit. You know, like like Washington was like, okay, we're in the no-effing-way game here. Let's just, you know, pack it in, try again next week. Whereas the Panthers, they're, 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 they quit. And you that might – that... quit was the Giants. Yeah. The Giants absolutely quit like yeah that like that, that to me was the most blatant example of a team just saying you know what forget it that we've seen so far this season so. which is weird because i don't want to get ahead of ourselves here but some sharp money is coming on the giants against the bears this week and like a significant amount of sharp money so i six is too many i understand why yeah but you, the giants you might be right that game. yeah that's that's Still strange though. Six feet. Yeah, I guess with the line at like the lowest over. Hey, keep in mind, I'm not trusting too. the Giants. Those like six is too many for Chicago, and we'll get to that in a second. Like you said, yeah, I, I have no interest in trusting the Giants for those six points. Yeah. None. All right. Well, let's get into it. And right off the bat, the, the, this this first game here, this to me is an absolute layup. The Miami Dolphins are heading into Tennessee. Tennessee's getting minus three and a half with the hook, and I don't care. I looked. This was the first line I looked at, and I was like, "Whoa, are you kidding me?" Tennessee is one of my five. This is an absolute absolute layup to me Tennessee coming off of uh super rest because they played the Thursday game they got AJ Brown back and the offense was was humming I was on Tennessee last week when they were a uh when they were a dog and they outright won the game and the Dolphins are you know they're they're on short rest now I I will be commending the Miami Dolphins for coming back and covering that uh over season win total that I thought was dead back in like I don't know week seven, <laughs> like like ten weeks ago. I was like, well, this bed's dead. Yeah, they're eight and seven. Yeah, and and they're good. They're not getting enough credit for for their play. A lot of people think they're a fraud team. I don't think they're fraudulent. I I think they you know they've gotten lucky a little bit, but you're going to get lucky when you ha- at, at some point when you have an eight game win streak or whatever in the N- in the NFL, right? Like it's that's just how it's going to be. And I, I just think this is a great spot for Tennessee. I, I got Tennessee minus three and a half here in, in a runaway. Miami off a short week, having not played a real football team on, on Monday night either. Billy, what do you think about this one? Titans laying three and a half at home. 
Yeah, I, I like the Titans as well. I, I don't know if I like the term fraudulent for Miami. I, I don't know if they're necessarily eight and seven good. Um, and, and I think that when they're when it comes to playing good teams, they'll have a heck of a harder time. Uh, and Tennessee is a good team. They've been a little up and down, and, and obviously injuries have plagued them. Uh, but yeah, A.J. Brown getting back seemed to boost the offense, so I like Tennessee here as well. Uh, Billy and I are both on Tennessee. Craig, how do you feel about this one? Titans going to be one of my five. Um, yeah. I I like them. I think they're better. Look, and I don't know. I don't think the Dolphins are necessarily fraudulent, but uh, they're not as good as a team that's reeled off seven in a row, and they've they've had some luck with the schedule here. I just like Tennessee from this perspective. Uh, they played on Thursday, and the Dolphins played on Monday. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Tennessee's at home. They're not the ones that have to get on a plane. So, yeah, I'll take the – and I'd, not a long flight, obviously, from Miami to Nashville. But, yeah, I'll take the Titans. Yeah. All right. So we're all on Tennessee in this one. I, to me, I, I'm – yeah, I'm on Tennessee. This is one of my five easily. Uh, next up, the Atlanta Falcons head uh, to take uh, – to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Boy, that was a – that was a, a, a statement – statement win by by the Bills, especially after that weird weather machine game <laughs> that they had uh, uh, in New England, because, man, or sorry, in, in Buffalo, because, man, they went into New England, and, like, the 33-21 the to 21 score is flattering for the Patriots. Absolutely flattering. They got handled in that game. Um, and we'll see how it goes, because, I mean, the way it's lining up right now, we might get Buffalo-New uh, England... Uh, rubber match in the playoffs, which I think would be quite spectacular. I'd I think, watch that. Yeah, I think we would all uh, be... I will say this. I think... Best singular game a quarterback's had this season. Sorry, uh, you cut out a little bit there. Did you, oh, you, Josh Allen was the, the singular game, best game the game this Josh season? Josh Allen had on Sunday. That might be the best game a quarterback has played this season. Yeah, it, it's certainly up there. Okay, well... Well, it's the only time. I like with the caveat of it's the it's the uh, the best single full game that a uh, a quarterback had to play because I think Dak Prescott sat out that second half against the uh, against the football oh. team. But yeah, I'm 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 with you. That was uh, that was the best singular team effort was Washington. Uh... <laughs> Getting absolutely trounced by Dallas. We'll talk about them in a minute. Yeah. Um, the Cowboys, by the way, the new number one team in DVOA. Saw that, Dallas yeah. Players. And uh, just not to go off on a tangent here, but did you see that one? Somebody posted a betting slip that they had that was the odds were like plus 11,000 or something like that, but it was Ezekiel Elliott scores two touchdowns attached to the defense slash special teams of the Cowboys scoring two touchdowns, which occurred oh, no. in that, which occurred in that football game. <laughs> so somebody, wow. so, yeah. So somebody turned like $2 into like $30,000 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Good for that person. Good for them. Um, but we're not talking about that yet, but we do enjoy the gambling. We do enjoy gambling heroics on this podcast, obviously. Um, Atlanta heads into Buffalo. Buffalo laying 14 and a half right now. Now, this is a pro Atlanta Falcons podcast. Um, I, God, I know Buffalo just had this insanely domineering performance, and I know we got kicked in the teeth last week with the plus 10, with the, with the double-digit dogs. It's not going to be one of my five, but I'll tell you right now, if I'm on a side on this, I'm on Atlanta with the 14 and a half. They can, Atlanta can move the ball a little bit and Buffalo will likely win this game, but this game's got like backdoor cover written all over it. I like the Falcons getting the plus 14 and a half, but Buffalo wins the game ultimately. Craig, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, uh. 
I go back and forth here. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say Buffalo covers though. I think they're done Ooh. messing around, and I think the Falcons are just they're just really bad. So give me Buffalo. I mean, this is the largest discrepancy in DVOA of the week. Buffalo's number three. Atlanta's 32. Uh, I'm on the it's Falcons. It's very difficult to get a bigger discrepancy than that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the Falcons. Craig's on the Bills. Billy, tiebreaker. Yeah, I, I think I want the Bills here. I think at this point you're kind of betting on whether or not the Bills are going to score on defense, and I think there's a, a pretty good chance that they do. Um, and you score on defense and that's a very quick way to, to run away with a game like this and cover some of these big lines. I'm going to go with Buffalo here, but certainly not one of my five. Uh, next up the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, the subject of a scathing CM Punk promo this week on AEW Dynamite. That was a great, that was a great clip. That was in Jacksonville too, when he said that. So that, that was, uh, that was lovely. Uh, they head to New England to take on the New England Patriots in the most popular. I have a question about that. Yeah. The... I have a question about that. Yeah. You think that CM Punk wrote that out as Urban Meyer and Khan's lawyers told him to change it? <laughs> Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't. The CM Punk's because there's going to be a fight over whether Khan owes Urban Meyer any money, right? True. So, yeah. I'm just. I I don't I I don't know like I just I think that Urban Meyer would have been the funnier joke obviously yeah not that Tim Tebow was a bad joke but it was still a really good promo it's true yeah that's that's very good but like I I CM Punk's also the type of guy who throughout his career wouldn't have given a crap right so he, he probably just thought it may, might have been funnier for to say Tim Tebow but yeah that's a great question by you Craig a, a I will say this really good inquiry CM, and I'm I like from in my in my day job where I work on the radio and whatnot. Uh, I have a reputation as someone in the business who, who tells it like it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I decided to ease off the gas on that a little bit when uh, I had my little incident a couple summers ago. <laughs> so maybe CM Punk feels the same way. True. You know what? I'm just going <laughs> yeah. to throw it neutral here for a little bit. Yeah, that's true. He's like, I can still get this across and not be as harsh. This will still hit, right? I, I, yeah. I, I two words in this line. And it, it, it's still funny. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. about the Jack? Yeah, the Jaguars are headed to England to take on the Patriots and the most popular fantasy football defense of the entire uh, championship weekend. Uh, Patriots are laying 16 and a half. I don't have the slightest clue what to do with this one. Billy, can, can you can you choose a side here on this one for me? I, I mean, when you get to lines like this, I, I got to take the points. I, I just can't possibly. But yeah, yeah not one of my five. It's just too many points for an NFL game, in my opinion. Uh, so I'm taking Jacksonville here. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a classic hold your nose and take Jacksonville. I just, man, it that team looks like they've quit and it's listless. And I'm somewhat worried about Trevor Lawrence because the Jaguars cannot mess up this offseason in terms of who they hire. They in like in in terms of they in terms of who they hire for coaching and personnel and whatnot they flat out cannot blow this hiring process because they have they cannot like they're they're risking this Trevor Lawrence thing if they if they hire the wrong fucking person to do this job right now so that's that's the biggest concern with me for the Jaguars right now. Um, May I make a suggestion for the Jaguars hire? Yeah, go ahead. Open up Khan's checkbook. And this is something I've seen spitballed about on the internet, but I think it'd be fun. 
You send a first round pick and a third round pick to the New Orleans Saints. Oh, is this the Sean Payton thing? Yeah. 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 It's I just it's Sean Payton's so you're, synonymous you're with Trevor that Lawrence, city. Though, you're right? like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that actually. Yeah. Like, is it time for the Saints to move on? Maybe do something a little bit different. Uh, he's obviously been there for a really long time. Drew Brees isn't there anymore. I don't know. I, I don't know what the Saints' plan is going to be. I don't know if Sean Payton wants to go at this with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill anymore. So I, I think that if I'm Sean Payton and I have a chance to coach Trevor Lawrence, I'm at least thinking about it. It's 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 not a bad idea in theory. Obviously, it doesn't happen too often. Last time has a coach been traded since Gruden? No, Gruden no. was traded. Belichick was traded. Um, but the last two coaches. Oh wait, no. Herm Edwards is traded for a fourth-round pick. Right, the okay. Last two, the last two coaches to be traded for first-round picks were Bill Belichick and John Gruden, and I don't think that mm-hmm. Buccaneers or Patriots are asking for do-overs on those. No, certainly not. Uh, so that's, yeah, I mean, it has success. I just, man, Sean Payton's so synonymous with that New Orleans uh, city and the rebuild after Hurricane Katrina and that whole thing. So, I, I man, that would be a tough sell for me if I was a New Orleans Saints fan. If even if it was like we're getting some firsts, I'd be like, mm, okay. Uh, but yeah, that's certainly fun to think about. Uh, yeah, I'm with Bill, this isn't going to be on one of my five at all. But it, to me, it's a, a hold. You know, I don't like. I might not have any money on the on this particular football game this week, which is rare for me. But I, if it, if I you know water gun to my head. Probably a uh, probably holding my nose and taking the Jacksonville Jaguars, although they have not been covering. What is their current record against this? Yeah, they're four and eleven against the spread right now. Which, uh, at a quick glance, that is the worst record in this season. Which it's, it's very slightly better than the record against you know the yeah, other teams. The other exactly, yeah. So they, they they have just not. It has just not been happening for Jacksonville this year. Craig, uh, anything to add on this one? Um, I'm staying away from this, mm-hmm. uh, but if I were going to pick a side and this goes against everything I believe in, uh, and some books, by the way, are offering this at 16 and a half. That's what I got right now. Uh, 16 and a half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but some are offering a 15, 15 and a half. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a wide range. I'm taking the Patriots. See if you can find the 15. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Jeez. Like, again, I'm not going to put money on this either. I just, cause I just don't want like, like, so what happened? Like Lawrence comes out, throws a pick six, the first possession, and then the Patriots just run it down their throats in the second possession. It's fourteen nothing. Yeah. Like how do you feel about? That? You know what I mean? Like isn't that how this might go? I just I want nothing to do with it. And you're not surprised when you see it. <laughs> no. No, exactly. So you're like, oh, you, you, the, the kickoff happens. You're like, oh, great, I have these sixteen points to see what Trevor can do. And all of a sudden, the Patriots are doing the pictures thing in the end zone, and you're you're down six nothing, and you're just like, well, this is a waste. So mm-hmm. no, I want nothing to do with it. Yeah, I stay away from me too. Uh, next up, the Las Vegas Raiders are heading to Indianapolis to take on the Colts, and the Colts are laying a full touchdown. It was reported earlier in this week that Wentz was in the COVID protocol, but thanks to the brand spanking new COVID rules that the NFL is kicking this, uh, this week, it looks like Wentz will probably... It looks like he's probably going to be able to start this game, I think, despite the fact that he's unvaccinated and on the COVID list. So, yikes. But the the minus seven would suggest to me that he's probably going to be playing. 
And they are getting seven against the Raiders, who've been uh, they've been frisky, right? They're they're eight and seven. They've been frisky, but when they're good, when 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 the the Colts are a really good team, they're heading to the playoffs. And the Raiders are frisky, but when they're bad, they are bad, and it can snowball pretty quickly on them. And going into Indy is not ideal. Billy, what do you say about this one? Colts laying the full touchdown at home. Yeah, I'm on the Colts here. I, I feel like this should be higher. I'd, I'd take the Colts at eight or nine. Um, I think the Colts are a significantly better team. I think they'll absolutely be able to dominate this game. I think they're better on both sides of the ball. Um, I like the Colts here to cover this one easy. A little extra rest for the Colts this week, too, having played the Saturday game against the Cardinals, which was a pretty good game, I thought. Uh, Colts were in control of that one the whole way, though, and the Cardinals were terrible on third down. Um, Craig, how do you feel about this one? Colts laying the touchdown. I don't love Carson Wentz this season, but I don't know how I feel about Sam Ellinger either. Fair. Um, I mean, you got a close look at this Raiders team, and that was a (sighs) – I mean, I thought the Raiders dominated that game against your Broncos, and feel free to disagree with me, but I thought I thought they dominated the game, save for the last two minutes of the first half where the Broncos yeah. did Denver some stuff. Fifty yards on offense, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, Locke wasn't very good. The offensive line wasn't very good. Bad combo. Uh, I, I, I can't give up a touchdown if it's Sam Allinger. Yeah. I can't. Like, that's crazy. Um, I don't feel great about Carson Wentz, obviously. And here's the thing. No matter who the quarterback is, they're probably just going to run the ball a ton. They're probably going to be really successful doing it. But it's, uh, it's it might be a statement for me just because you don't know who's playing quarterback for Indianapolis. So give me uh, give me nobody on this particular game. Uh, if it is Wentz, yeah, maybe I think about, uh, I think about giving up those points. Uh, Colts are a good team, though. Yeah. The best advice we can give is, is wait till – I mean, because, I mean <laughs> – because can Sam Enninger, like, he can hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor, right? Like, that's still something that can happen. Yeah, so. He's like a competent quarterback at Texas. There's mm-hmm. no way around that. But we just haven't seen enough of him at this level to really trust him. Uh, this is a huge game for the Colts, though. Like, yeah. just when it comes from a, to a seeding perspective and, and who they may play in round one. And they still... Hypothetically, I think it's a long shot, but they do have a chance to track down the Titans still, and that that goes away if they lose this game. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the Colts are going to be trying to pull out all the stops here. The changes to the COVID rules tell me that I, we'll probably see Wentz, but until I know for sure, I don't want to do this. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are heading into the Meadowlands to take on the New York Football Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 and the Bucs are laying 13 on the road. Uh, nothing, nothing, I don't have any other advice other than this is just a classic hold your nose and take the Jets. The difference between uh, when we were mentioning the Falcons and the Jaguars are the Jets are at home. So this is a home team getting nearly two touchdowns. I didn't realize the Bucs are damn good, but they're still missing a bunch of guys. And uh, the Jets, I mean, they, they show signs of life everywhere, but 13 is too high for, for any any team at home so if you want it if you're betting on this game you're holding your nose and you're taking the jets plus 13 billy do you agree with me yeah i mean tom brady has played way too many games with the jets that are closer than they should have been um and i don't know what it is about the jets it seems uh but tom brady's played a lot of close games with them Uh, there's no reason to think that it'll change now and that's a lot of points that you're getting with the jets uh who didn't look 
completely terrible last week. Um, I like the Jets here. I like the points. Um, I hope they keep it close, even though Tampa Bay and, and Tom Brady himself, they just, they can annihilate teams when they get in a rhythm. <laughs> so I can see why the line is as high as it is, but I still like the Jets here. The New York Jets getting 13 at home against the Buccaneers. Craig, we're on the Jets. How do you feel? Uh, the Buccaneers have uh, not been as good on the road as they've been at home. I'll tell you that much right now. No. And um, I think they're they, – yeah, they, 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 they failed to cover their first five outings on the road this year. They've, they've covered their last two. Oh, last three, I should say. Uh so get a little bit better. Uh, we have seen Tom Brady go into New York and beat the Jets by several touchdowns before. This would, wouldn't be the first time. Uh, it's a stay away from me, but if I'm betting, I'm betting the Jets. All right. Next up, a absolutely intriguing football game from a gambling standpoint. The Rams and the Ravens. Now, this line has seen some movement. This line opened up at Rams minus three. So the Rams were getting three at on the road. In Baltimore, Rams getting three in Baltimore, and sharp money came in early in the week. We're talking Monday. We're talking. We're talking most of Monday came in on the Ravens getting the three at home. Enough that it pushed the line down to minus two and a half, um, which lead led me to believe, okay, the sharps know something, and Lamar is going to play in this football game, right? Like that. That would explain why they were all over the the, the three. Uh, and then some footage came out earlier this morning. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Lamar looked like he, I don't know, like he looked like he had, I don't know, wooden sticks for a leg there. And he just looked like he could not move. And a different sharp group has come in and hammered the Rams. So the sharps were early on the Ravens and are now on the Rams after having seen that Lamar Jackson footage. And this line has actually moved up to Rams minus four now. So it was Rams minus three. Then it went down a little bit to the uh, Baltimore being the short home dog. And now it's back up to them being a full four points based on the fact that it might be the third string quarterback yet again. Um, Now, can Huntley play in this game? Because he was out with COVID last week, right? Yeah. So we, we... I believe that he's eligible to play. Okay. So if if it is, I mean, maybe it, it's, yeah. So maybe it's it's if if it's Huntley, maybe we'll see some pushback on the Ravens. We don't have an official response yet, but you know, people seem to like Huntley. But like, just wow, just the the the, the gambling, <laughs> the gambling implications on this game have, have moved the line up and down all week. It's been it's been crazy. Um, Craig, how do you feel about this game with the Rams currently laying four on the road? I want. Uh... If Huntley's going to be active and, and, and also like he, he's off the COVID list, so it looks like he's going to be there. Mm-hmm. I want the Ravens. Okay, you're just going straight to the Ravens. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I, 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 Baltimore, like I, it's been an uneven year, and they're banged up. And I know the secondary's banged up. I understand this, but I'm getting four points to bet on them at home. But yeah. I feel, I feel good about that. I feel good about that. Yeah, I don't think there's much there. I think I might be with you on that. Like, I got to know that Huntley's playing. It can't be that third string QB who who played last week and was not terrible based on some of the other third string quarterback play that we saw <laughs> throughout the week. Oh, it was. It was you know, there's, there's like 
Hey, well, here's the thing, and, and, and anyone who wants to lay the game at the feet of, of, of Josh Johnson for what happened in Baltimore, uh, was he playing in the secondary? Was it his fault that Joe Burrow had 500 yards? Yeah. I don't think, you know, that wasn't that wasn't on Josh Johnson. So No, yeah, what um, a day he had. Good Lord. Yeah, I love, by the way, the, like, when they ran that, like, that go route to Mixon at the end of the game. With, yeah, with two minutes left. Yeah. It, they wanted they wanted to give Burrow 500 yards. Like I love that stuff. That yeah. was fun. Yeah, it's the sort of thing fantasy football like uh, like uh, Burrow. Like if you played him, you basically just walked you cartwheeled into the finals of fantasy football, right? If you had if you had Burrow, that was that was that was an all timer, man. Whew, jeez. Um, Rams laying the four in Baltimore. Uh, what do you think, Bill? Yeah, I like the Rams here. If you're getting Jackson, you're getting Huntley. I, or, sorry, I like the Ravens. Uh, I, I think it's they're, – they're both great football teams, and I'm getting points at home. And, and to me, that's just a, a clear sign to take them, as long as you're not betting on a third-string quarterback. So if Jackson or Huntley are going, I'm all about Baltimore here. Uh, I will say this. It is not at all out of the realm of possibility that Cooper Cup has 200 yards and three touchdowns in this game. Baltimore's secondary is that much of a mess right now. Yeah, he could he could have it. I think the, I think the Ravens are going to score a little bit in this game too. No matter who plays quarterback, if it's Huntley or Jackson, but yeah. I think that going to be a tough a tough Although go. Stafford for... could have three hundred and twenty five, and Cooper Cup have two hundred. Like <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> That's possible. Uh, I just think that I think the Rams will move the ball is what I will say. But I just think Baltimore moves it enough that you're okay. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Philadelphia Eagles are heading into Washington to take on the football team and a line that has seen a little bit of movement. Uh, the Eagles were laying four and the Sharps came in on Washington and now it is three and a half. So the Eagles are laying three and a half on the road in Washington. Now you guys know I'm going to have Washington as one of my five, right? This is a classic buy low, sell high spot and unlike other teams that we're going to talk about later you know your your carolina panthers your new york giants types of situations who you you teams think have quit i don't think what happened against the dallas cowboys was washington quitting this was not this was although it looked eerily, eerily similar it was not the monday night massacre when michael vick went into washington and destroyed them and washington quit on you know, quit during that game. This was just the no effing way game. And Rivera walked out there in the second half and was like, okay, I'm putting Gibson on ice. I'm putting McLaurin on ice. Cause I don't want them getting hurt in this game. And those guys played, I think a collective four snaps or something in the fourth, in the, in the second half for the football team, everything snowballed on them. And would, I just, I would you do anything other than that. If you're the football team. Exactly. And so Ron Rivera and, and Ron Rivera is not the type of guy who's going to, who's going to let his guys quit on the season and whatnot. And the Eagles, you know, they're playing some decent ball, but you know, they, they had one of the best defensive performances of the season against the New York Giants and the football team just got embarrassed in a Sunday night game that the whole world was watching. This is just a perfect, perfect buy low spot for a home dog. Like we're getting a home dog in a perfect buy low spot here. This is this is the the stuff we dream about on this podcast. I love the Washington football team this week. Billy, am I crazy? No, no. I, I think these teams are somewhat evenly matched. And, and yeah, you're getting three points or, or more at home for Washington. I think it's a great spot to take Washington. I'm I'm in the same boat there. All right. Uh, we're both on Washington. Craig, or how do you feel about this one? They get a clean sweep. Uh, Washington's yeah. going to be one of my five. But just uh, they, 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 had a, they had an ugly game this past week. They've been playing pretty well before that. Like, I, I yeah. 
I think they're all right. And and look, Washington doesn't have a lot to play for. Like they're they're pretty much cooked. The Eagles are probably cooked too. Um, so so. Well, I shouldn't say probably cook. Like the, the Eagles have a nice chance, but Washington's got a. The Washington's done for. I still think that I like Washington this week, and I think that uh, they uh, they they win the game outright and uh, and end the Eagles season. So give me give me Washington football team. Yeah, this is a good money line spot. Right, they, they good addition by you this is a good money line spot to take washington i think it's just this is everything we dream about it's a buy low team at home getting points in a divisional matchup like this is this is everything we dream about right like question for you guys before we go on here just because we're talking about teams that are in this particular mix so there are five teams in the nfc with with 10 wins um and we know they're all making the playoffs they're all clinched packers cowboys rams buccaneers cardinals so if you're in the two or three seed spots in that group uh, you're going to face one of the following teams that have either seven or eight wins. 49ers, Eagles, Vikings, Falcons. That's right. Falcons have seven wins. Mm-hmm. Saints. Who do you least want to deal with out of the team that I just said? 49ers, be, Eagles, Vikings. It's got to be San Falcons, Francisco, Saints. right? Yeah, or the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Vikings, too. For me, it's the Saints. Oh, okay. Really? That defense is... Is this good enough that they can really screw up your offense's day? You know yeah, what I mean? It's not a bad. Yeah, that's and not a bad. Just, yeah. Like, I think that the best unit among any of those teams is the Saints defense. Yeah. yeah. That's, and if they do not turn the ball over, the Saints are, are right. They have a good chance of beating anybody in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Vi- like DVOA would tell you that the Vikings is the answer. And I, I think that's a, not an, un- actually, no, sorry. I should say DVOA would tell the 49ers is the answer, but, um, yeah, I, I just I just think it's the Saints. I just don't I wouldn't want to deal with that defense. Yeah, I think I think you're making some great points there. That's perfectly valid. And we saw them like that that like the Dolphins if they shut out Tampa they shut out Tampa Bay. Yeah, they shut out Tampa Bay. Now obviously there were some some mitigating circumstances in that particular football game, but uh I mean they that Miami game was closer than it should have been given what the Saints the were Saints doing were on offense. Yeah. The Saints are playing the quarterback. Yeah. And it was still like, you know, seven to three for at halftime or ten to three or something at halftime. It was And it was uh, it was ten to three at halftime and the seven points that the Dolphins got they scored on defense. Yeah, was a pick six. Yeah. So yeah. It was yeah, it was it was it was something else. Yeah, you're making some great points there that the Saints defense is 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 not bad and if Sean Payton could get some of his uh, could get some of his, uh, have, you know, get like, get a quarterback back. <laughs> he may, he might be all right. Yeah. They run it with Hill. They run it with Kamara. And then they, every now and then they go and they, they, they go for the deep shot because, you know, Hill, like, Hill is Tebow S from the perspective of, oh, yeah, every now and then he hits that deep shot. Um, if that, if you're playing the Saints in a game where Hill hits two of those, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. Nah. You know, that's, you're in a bad way. Now, this might have been me, but like, how closely did you guys watch that Monday Nighter? I barely watched it. Barely watched it. Okay, so I don't. What about you, Bill? Did you catch any of Saints on and off. Dolphins? Yeah, on I wasn't. I just now this might have been me because obviously I was I was glued to it because of I was sweating Alvin Kamara and that didn't end up being a sweat actually in a, in fantasy football. And this won't be a fantasy football conversation. But did Kamara look wildly disinterested in that football game? to anyone besides me, like, and it looked like he honestly tried to get himself thrown out of that game at one point when he shoved the, uh, the, uh, the defensive lineman for the dolphins. I was just, 
I imagine there's some frustrations there. Like he's played a lot of his career with some some talented quarterbacks. Yeah. And now it's kind of just middling a little bit. I, I, I think there might have been a situation where if you're Alvin Kamara, you're like, it literally does not matter what I do. We're not scoring today. Yeah. Might have been. So I understand why you might feel that way if you're him. <laughs> uh, a, you're against, you're against a pretty good defense, but B, just like and, – and look, Ian Book was not drafted to, to start NFL games this season. That wasn't Sure wasn't. Uh, and, like, Ian Book was had, had an okay career at Notre Dame, obviously. Um, but he was not here to start NFL games this season. Um, and he just was overmatched. But that's, that's how this goes sometimes. Did you see that stat that uh, Notre Dame quarterbacks haven't won a football game in the NFL like in since like 2006 or something? Like Brady Quinn was the last guy to yeah was the last Notre Dame QB that. to win. Mm, crazy. Um, all right. Moving. Imagine uh, imagine telling someone uh, imagine telling someone 25 years ago that uh, Eastern Illinois with Jimmy Garoppolo and Tony Romo would have a far more successful three decades. <laughs> NFL quarterback than Notre Dame would. <laughs> Jeez, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of cracks for people to slip through <laughs> from college football to the NFL, aren't there? <laughs> Just a lot of cracks. All it's right, Illinois, man. Yeah. Quarterback. Uh, next game, uh, the New York Giants are heading into Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears. Bears laying six. All oh, the respect for the Chicago Bears, you guys. Craig, if you would please. Uh, yeah, I am going to. Uh, Tell Scott Hansen that under no circumstance should you show this game. Yeah, I mean, why? Who wants to watch this? I yeah, I don't have. Uh, I, I, the Sharps came in. We mentioned it. Earlier, I think we mentioned it earlier in this pod. Uh, the Sharps came in hard on the Giants. I and it, it's it's got to be just that they don't trust the six and some pretty lucrative sharp groups too like we're like the guys who who don't bet that often and when they do they move the lines because they're that accurate. So they they are on they're on the Giants this week and it it must just be like it's Matt Nagy and <laughs> the Bears getting six like laying six it's just it shouldn't be done and the over under for this one is the uh, lowest one we've seen all year. There's been some thirty eights and some thirty eight and a halfs, but this one is thirty seven, gentlemen, thirty seven. Uh, Giants Bears Bears laying six. Billy, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't lay six with the bear. I got to take the Giants here. Um, both these teams are, are too bad to bet on, so I might as well take some points. Um, yeah, I have no interest in watching this one. Take the Giants. That's it. Uh, Craig, anything to add on this one? Yeah, to me, if you bet money on this game, you may be tempted to put it on your television. What's that? <laughs> yeah, it's too risky. you can't risk that. Yeah, exactly. Oh. You may be scrolling through the games on zone. You see, oh, wait, I, I got a, I got a few bucks on the on the Giants. Let's see how this is going. And you may be tempted to click it. Yeah. Don't. I feel like I should be like it should be a save. It should be a save by the Bell style PSA with Screech coming out of the locker. Yeah, <laughs> <Don't> stinks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gambling on Bears Giants stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Later says he comes down the stairs. <laughs> What a great reference by you. Excellent reference. Um, so going off of the Scott Hansen game right into probably the marquee matchup of the 1 o'clock slate, the Chiefs head into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. And it Ooh, might surprise yeah, it might surprise you gentlemen that the public team in this game, the Cincinnati Bengals. 
the Cincinnati Bengals, who are catching five at home right now. And you might ask yourself, Matt Pierce, you're the type of guy who likes home dogs. And Matt Pierce, you're also the type of guy who likes home dogs when they're good teams. Matt Pierce, you're also the type of guy who likes home dogs when they're good teams. And they can put up 500 yards of offense, apparently, in in their building. Uh, So you're probably on the Bengals right this week. And the answer to that, I say, is no. I'm on the Chiefs laying the five on the road. I am on the Chiefs. They're going to be one of my five. The, the, The Bengals are the public side in this. If you cannot believe it, or if you can believe it, the Bengals have 76% of the tickets on them, whereas the Chiefs have like 75% of the money, which means the Sharps are on the Chiefs and the public is on the Bengals, which is crazy to say, but that's the situation. But that's the type of thing that will happen when, uh, you know, the public, which are, you know. Chiefs minus four, by the way. So that sharp money on Kansas City must have come in early. It sure did. To get yeah. to minus five. It sure did, yeah, and and that's that's the thing, and the Bengals, and like it got it it actually got the Chiefs minus five and a half at one point, and uh, has now been bet down to five because the Vegas I guess wants that nice sweet spot there on the five, so yeah, I mean the Chiefs, I mean for all the con, like remember when they were two and four and the defense looked like like trash and trash was probably being generous, but. Yes. I mean, they they they're they are B A C K right now. We've gone through all these twists mm-hmm. and turns this season of hey, who's good and who's bad and who's going to win the MVP and quarterback and all this stuff. And who are the two teams that are going to get buys in the first round of the playoffs? The Jeez. teams Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers on them. Those yeah, are the two teams. Exactly. Or like, yeah, I mean, there's a chance, and, and if it's not. Aaron, it's not Patrick Mahomes and, and Aaron Rodgers. It'll be Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, right? Like, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. That guy, right? Yeah. Although I, I do still think it'll be the Packers. I, I, I think they're not I don't see the Packers games. losing after the next two weeks. Unless, it's, unless, unless like it happens Buffalo, this week. Buffalo hasn't clinched yet, but Buffalo's not going to lose to either Atlanta or the Jets the next two weeks. So no, I don't, well, although Buffalo lost to the Jaguars, so let's not start <laughs> s anybody's D on the Buffalo Bills yet this season, right? So, um, I, 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 and also I would say if the Packers are going to get clipped, Billy, we'll get to it later, but you, your boys this week uh, might be the, the one and only shot if you're uh, uh, any of the Cardinals or the Rams or the, or the Bucks. Uh, hoping that that happens. Um, yep. But back to this game, which is a tremendous football game. I, I mean, obviously the explanations for why the public w- on, would be on the Bengals are all there. They just watched the Bengals shred the Ravens, who you know historically have great defenses. The public loves them some fantasy football and watched it. If, basically, if you played any of the Cincinnati Bengals this, uh, this week, you probably won your matchup because they all went off. And uh, yeah, so... It turns like, out when there's 500 yards of passing, there's a lot. <laughs> there's lots of scoring involved right yeah like 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 you would have been playing higgins who scored you would have been playing burrow who scored you would have been playing mixon who scored a bunch of times like it was it was all good uh from the Bengals side but i mean this is this is a total dicaprio moment by the uh by the uh by the public here as they're looking at the the, the young hotness here in the Bengals and forgetting the old the old you know that is the, the the Chiefs. So the public are being a bunch of DiCaprios on this one and and uh, switching to the Bengals. And I'm not going to fall for it. I'm on the Chiefs. Billy, what do you say about this one? Chiefs currently laying five. Yeah, I I think I like the the Bengals here. I mean, oh, Billy, no, don't DiCaprio up me on this yeah. one. Don't you do it. <laughs> Full DiCaprio. Uh, the Chiefs have been so like their defense was porous the first few weeks and in the last five weeks they've allowed more than 10 points like once like it's it's insane 
Um, but I think that they have played some injury-ridden offenses in the last while. This will be the best offense they've seen in a while, and I don't know that they'll be able to do what they've been doing. So I kind of like the Bengals here just to surprise the Chiefs a little bit. Now, Joe Burrow is ahead of schedule, which is great. It's great for us as football fans that he is currently ahead of schedule right now, and it sucks that we missed him for half of the season last year with that leg injury. And it's good that the Bengals have at least figured out a little bit of their offensive line. Still room for improvement there, that Burrow's not just running for his bleeping life anymore. That said... I think this is uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to walk into his building and be like, not yet, kid. Don't you forget about me. <laughs> like, like, I realize Burrow and, and the Bengals are doing something, but this is a don't you forget about me. I'm on the Chiefs. Craig or Billy's on the Bengals. Craig, tiebreaker. Uh, I think Kansas City wins this game. But I think I want the five points. Okay. Okay. All right. I think this I, this has the potential to be a like a fantastic NFL game. I'm excited about it. Um, if this goes like, I, it's not going to be one of my five just because I think that there is a chance that this goes ugly in the Chiefs' favor. Like it just it just Cincinnati's been inconsistent. They've either been awesome or like you know they they they've they've crushed teams and they've lost to the Jets. They're a young team so we'll and that which, tracks right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll see which which version shows up. But this is the biggest uh, game of Joe Burrow's professional career, obviously. Like, yeah, you know they have to, to date, one for of, sure. Like, yeah, their, their their playoff situation is 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 pretty good because they have the tiebreakers on Baltimore, and it's unlikely they'd ever need the tiebreaker on Pittsburgh because of Pittsburgh's tie against Detroit. But they have the tiebreaker on Pittsburgh too. So if they either beat Kansas City this week or beat Cleveland next week, they just need to do one of those two. They're winning the division. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, but I'm uh, I'm fascinated. Uh, Cle- Cleveland's still alive in the AFC North, by the way, as is Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh well, they're, it's because they're all grouped up and like did with like seven, eight, nine wins, right? Like no one's. And Cleveland has themselves. the tiebreaker against Cincinnati, but Cincinnati has it against Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Yeah. And uh, they're all rock Baltimore paper each other. Yeah. Cleveland, but but they do have it against Pittsburgh. But the tiebreaker doesn't matter against Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh has a tie. It's just it's it's yeah. a, it's a weird mess. Cleveland's looking at this though. If they they need some help, but this is the help they need. They need the Rams to beat Baltimore not crazy they need kansas city to beat cincinnati not crazy. they need to win their last two games at pittsburgh and home to cincinnati tough two games not crazy those things happen cleveland wins the afc north fun times ahead it's gonna be a fun two weeks yeah should be great especially watching that division and that division especially yeah all right uh moving along to the late afternoon games first up your boys craig the denver broncos head into la to take on the charges and the Chargers are laying seven and a half. I just have one question for this one. Uh, and and uh, this line actually opened up at Denver uh, plus five and a half, and now it's plus six and a half. So some 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 money came in, mo- mostly public uh, on the Chargers, obviously. I just have one question. Is Teddy Bridgewater playing in this game? Because if it's Teddy Bridgewater, I want the Broncos. If it's Trevor Simeon, or, or not Trevor Simeon, sorry. If it's Drew Locke, I... I want the Chargers. Like it's 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 sliced that thin for me. Like I I, I want Teddy Bridge. If it's Bridgewater, the it's Broncos gonna are. It's going to be Drew Lock. Okay. Uh, that's not official, but it's all signs are pointing that direction. 
Okay, then I want the Chargers. That's uh, if it was Teddy Bridgewater, I would want Teddy Covers getting points on the road because that's where he has historically shined. But if it's Drew Lock, I'm not betting money on Drew Lock. Period. Uh, what do you say, Craig? With your boys giving up the six and, or getting six and a half? Well, it's not comfortable to be uh, receiving six and a half points against a team that just lost the Houston Texans. Yeah, not well, ideal. Yeah. What would you want? Uh, I think I would probably go Chargers. Yeah. Like I just I just have no belief in Locke to get anything done. And the offensive line is banged up. They really missed Cushionberry last week. That was a real problem not having him there. Um it's just not a good situation for them right now. All right. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, Billy, uh, anything to add on this one? Chargers laying six and a half? Yeah, I would think this would be higher, but yeah, maybe that is a perhaps we'll see Bridgewater. Um uh, the Chargers are a better team, uh, by far. Um I, I think it is a division game, and I don't like giving up too many points there, but I think this is a fine number, and I'm taking the Chargers here. Next up, the Houston Texans coming off a insanely crazy upset against the Los Angeles Chargers. Head to San Francisco to take on the 49ers, and the question I have for you gentlemen, the 49ers who are starting Trey Lance, by the way, the question I have for you gentlemen Who's got the better starting quarterback in this football game? Well, is Davis Mills the best starting quarterback in this football game? Is the question I'm proposing to I you would two gentlemen. Lance, but I am willing to obviously acknowledge that the floor of Trey Lance is lower than the floor of Davis Mills. Yeah, I, I'd say that. Then that's that's the situation we're in, which is crazy. I mean, Davis Mills is, is he's had some moments. And all of his moments have been on the road. Like, remember when he went into New England and was doing stuff, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, they they should have won that game and yeah. just didn't. Like, but oh man, uh, the Forty Niners. Go ahead. With the cavalcade of crazy crap going on with the Forty Niners, uh, as far as oh, they're going to be without Garoppolo this week, and they've had to change quarterback a couple times because Garoppolo's been in and out. Uh, they're missing Samuel for a couple weeks. They're missing Kittle for a while. They've been basically seemingly having a running back get hurt every week. Niners are fourth in offensive DVOA. Yeah. It's been... Al Shanahan, like, man. Yeah. And that, like, Debo versus A.J. Brown duel that we saw on Thursday night, that was a delight. That was fun that to was watch. Fun. Yeah. That was super... Uh, I, I, I'm taking the Texans, though, and they're going to be one of my five. I think 13 and a half is too many here. Yeah, I, I got 12 and a half right now, but yeah, I, th- I think it's... Oh, it's, well, yeah. <laughs> Some books are at 13 and a half. Some books are at 12. It uh, it depends on where you're looking. But Yeah. Uh, normally, fact, this, this opened at 15. So there's been a lot yeah. of Texans come in. 15. Well, yeah, I can't believe it opened up at 15 again. Well, stuff you would point to if uh, in, in taking the Niners with giving or laying points, you'd be like, well, the Niners had the extra rest because they play the Thursday game. So that's a point in their favor. The Texans just came off a large upset. So they're flying high. And, you know, unlikely to perform at such a level two weeks in a row, given their the talent level of their team. So I can see why some people would be in on the Niners. Obviously, enough money came in on the Texans, though, with the plus 15 that they, they pushed it down two and a half. I'm, I'm with you, though. I think this is a hold your nose and take the Texans. And at the very least, Davis Mills has shown that he can get, get through the back door. So there's that. Billy, uh, what say you with the Niners laying 12 and a half? Yeah, Niners, they, they've been good, but I, I don't think they're good enough for this many points. I just don't trust them with this many, uh, so I'm taking Houston. 
Yeah, and a rookie QB making his, his second start, basically, because he started one game earlier this season, right, and and was kind of underwhelming. So, like, like we said, it's tough to spot, but this it, it, it might not happen again for a while, but this might be a game where the Houston Texans have the best start, better starting quarterback when the ball is kicked off, which uh, seems crazy to say. Uh, next up, a... a on paper, should be a pretty pretty dope match, and actually is the uh, uh, marquee matchup of the four o'clock slate. The Cardinals head into Dallas to take on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are laying six. Cowboys are coming off uh, just absolutely shellacking the uh, football team in their building on the Sunday night. Cardinals lost a tough one to the Colts on Saturday, so they got a little extra rest in this one. Man, um. Six, I think, is a lot to lay. This this seems like another, um, but like this seems like it should be a buy low, sell high spot, much like we saw with uh, the football team going the Cardinals way, which is the Cowboys just played the best game they could possibly play against Washington, and the Cardinals, you know, they've been rough going the last three weeks, but are still a pretty decent football team. Their third down woes right now, and or regression, if you will, just seem to be scaring me because Kyler Murray doesn't look right on third down. He's not taking off like he normally would, so I don't know if he's not fully healthy. He missed some time earlier. Obviously, we saw some Colt McCoy. Um, I want to take one for Arizona. yeah, like I want to take the Rodney Cardinals Hudson. here, but I'm not sure. Rodney Hudson's coming back this week. That's the big one for Arizona. That's a good one, yeah. And without Hopkins on third down, that's been killing them too. Because because with no Hop, yep. yeah, with no Hopkins on third down and Kyler Murray compromised to the point where he's not taking off, that has obviously direct, directly led to some of their third down regression, right? Like, and turnover luck is a uh, is 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 quite the fickle mistress too. <laughs> um, so so that'll do it. Um, what do you think, Craig? Cowboys laying six. Uh yeah, I think it's the Cowboys. I like. On it, like, and look, famous last words. I think the Cowboys are a very well-built football team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like they, like, uh, on Athletic uh, NFL show this week with Robert Mays, he was going through the drafts last five years, and yeah, really good. Um, now, part of that's luck, of course. You have to acknowledge that. Uh, hey, yeah, of course we knew Dak Prescott was going to be uh, a quarterback who gets MVP votes. That's why we drafted him in the fourth round. Like, that's not what happened. You just got lucky, but. So, like, they've, they've, they're, this is a well built football team. And I, I can see the argument of saying this is the best team in the NFL. And DVOA would say that they are. They're eighth in offense. They are first in defensive DVOA right now, are the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Like, that's, that's really good. Uh, I think I'm taking them. It just Arizona just, it looks off right now. It looks off for the Cardinals. They're kind of backing into the playoffs here. Uh, the Detroit game was, was not good, obviously. Uh, give me, um, give, give me the Cowboys to cover here. Yeah, potentially peak too early, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, it might be a classic peak too early team. Um, and the Cowboys uh, are, peaking, are peaking right now. They're getting healthier. Like, yep. they're in a good spot. Very good. Uh, so Craig's on the Cowboys with a little bit more confidence. I was on the Cardinals with decidedly less confidence. <laughs> Billy, a uh, tiebreaker on this one. What do you think? Yeah, I'm actually on the Cardinals here. and okay. It's actually for some of the same reasons Craig said. Dallas is peaking right now, and, and Arizona is struggling. I think they regress to the mean a little bit here. I think Arizona is better than they've been playing, and Dallas might be maybe not worse than the where they're playing, but certainly not at that level because they've been absolutely gangbusters. So I, I do think it, it shifts back a little bit here, and I like Arizona to play a close game in Dallas, and I'm happy to be getting that many points uh, in a game like this. I think it will be close. 
Next up, my Detroit Lions head into Seattle to take on the Seahawks, and the Seahawks are laying a full touchdown. As currently constituted, there are four teams that currently have double-digit covers against the spread. The Cowboys, the Packers, the Colts, and the Detroit Lions, you guys. Ten and five against the spread. My God. Um... I think this is another just you take the Lions, right? Like the the Lions, they they play hard. I mean, they lost to Atlanta, which you know will happen when you're playing your third string quarterback. And even then, they uh, they they were, you know, they were driving to potentially win the game. Dan Campbell was doing stuff like faking punts and whatnot, and in in going for it on fourth downs and attempting to not lose the game with, you know, Tim Boyle at quarterback. And eventually you, you can only outboil Boyle for so long and then uh, he's going to get you. And then he did on that on that drive there in, into the uh, with that end zone interception that ended the game. Meanwhile, the Seahawks were, were busy losing to the Bears in their building, which what a catch that was. Who was on the Bears that made the catch on that two-point conversion with that iron grip he put on the football in, in the snow? Was that Bird that did it? I think it was. That was tremendous. So what a catch that was. My God. And, uh, but yeah, the Seahawks never should have lost that game. I just don't think the Seahawks, the Seahawks shouldn't be laying seven against anybody. I don't think that isn't like, I mean, with the exception of the Jaguars, right? Like, so I, Oh, like, I, I couldn't more. Detroit, Detroit's on my five. Yeah. Like it's, it's gotta be the lions. The lions are this covering. Open, some books had this. It's, it's, it's seven all the way around now. Some books had this at nine and a half and a lot of lions <laughs> money came in. Wow. I, yeah. That, the nine and a half makes no sense to me. The seven doesn't really nope. make that much sense to me because, like, yeah, the Lions they they cover, man. They 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 cover games. I don't know what what else to say. Um, Craig mentioned it was one of his five, so we know where he is. Billy, what do you feel about this one? Yeah, I think it's got to be the Lions here. The Lions, I, I mean, they've looked okay as of late, and it's not like they were horrible in the first little bit. They just couldn't put anything in the W column. Um, as if I were a Lions fan, which I wake up and thank god i'm not uh i'd be a little bit happy <laughs> Ouch, Billy. seeing this last little while compared to how it was at the beginning of the year yeah uh, and it's, it sounds like the I, lions I, are I, getting go hey, ahead Kirk. Like, if i'm a lions fan i'm thrilled i'll tell you why yeah what this team like what what were we trying to figure out this year like who on the roster we're trying to figure out is this guy good yes or no like sewell was never going to be like elite left tackle in his first year it just doesn't happen no uh basically what we're trying to figure out is how do players react to Dan Campbell? And how does Dan Campbell manage games? Like, that was basically all we were going to learn about the Lions this year. And pl- how players react to Dan Campbell and how Dan Campbell manages games, I will say full full marks on both. Yeah. For me, full marks on both. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm more than okay with, with, with that aspect of things. The Lions, they've got two first-round picks coming up. We'll see what they do. Uh, but uh, I'd be I'd be okay with how things look if I'm a Lions fan, even though the record's not great. It's a couple of plays away from being a lot better. Uh, so yeah, I I definitely think the Lions cover in Seattle this weekend. Put it that way. Yeah, and guys like have emerged, and it sounds like they're getting DeAndre Swift back for this game too, yeah. which will be fun. And and guys like like how many fantasy seasons has Amon Ross St. Brown flipped this in the last nice like, few weeks? Right, like yeah, yeah. St. Brown's a nice pick, and and I, if I were them, I think I'm just running Goff back again next year at quarterback. Like why not? Like 
Yeah, I don't I think, think so. the, I don't think this is the year that you go and get your guy in the draft. Well, that's that's the that's the one hesitation I have as a Lions fan is like it's okay for for to be to be hearing all the like defensive end yeah, as the first like two defensive ends as the first overall first two overall picks. You know, that's the kind of talk that happens in January. February rolls around. March rolls around, you start hearing, you know, the rumors and whatnot about maybe this team will take this quarterback or, you know, this quarterback, or, you know, it's, you know, Pickett, you know, he looked, he looked really good in his yeah, pro day you, and stuff you, like that. What right? are your like, stats about Kenny Pickett? What are your stats about Kenny Pickett? Yeah. He's older than Justin Herbert. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I know you're right, Craig. I know you're right. But you know that this happens like it, it very, like teams get squirrely. And you start hearing the rumors about, you know, Kenny Pickett looked good in his pro day, or he he did this at the combine, and it sh- and it shocked everybody that he was able to do this. And then you start hearing those, well, you know, maybe they're thinking about a quarterback with that first round, you know, that top three pick that they have or whatever. That's just, you know, Here's as a little. I think helps them. Yeah, and, and, and I know it's weird, but let's say Michigan wins their next two football games. Mm-hmm. I don't. If if Aiden Hutchison yeah. is the hero of Michigan winning a national title, the Detroit Lions are not going to pass him him at two. No, they simply cannot. And like, and we what? just saw like it, with we just saw with their draft board picking Penny Sewell, right? Like, like there were a lot of there were a lot of spots for them in that in that seven spot they had last year. Sewell fell to them, which they didn't think he would, and they snatched him up right quick, right? So. You know, maybe, maybe, hopefully, the bad decision making is is put behind us. But like, here's I the just thing. like I just don't see them being like, okay, Kenny Pickett's a guy, and I don't yeah. see them being like, okay, Malik Willis is a guy, because yeah. when you draft the quarterback early, and and we're getting a little off track here, but when you draft the quarterback early, you do start the clock on, hey, we have this guy cheap for four years, and then we have an option on the first fifth. Mm-hmm. Are they ready to start trying to be competitive in year one of those four years? If if they if that starts in 2022, no, they're probably not. So if I'm the Lions and I'm running that team, knowing you have two first round picks in 2022, you still have the Rams picking anything can happen. Ask the Seahawks; they're about to give a top six pick to the Jets. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm waiting until 2023 to pull the trigger on quarterback. Just put Aiden Hutchinson on your team and move along. Yeah, I, I hope so. That's what I hope for sure. Anyway, that's a conversation we can have in April, right? So uh, moving on to the last game of the 4 o'clock slate, the Carolina Panthers head to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, it does look like the Saints will have not Ian Cook starting this football game. It might not be much better, but it's going to be better than, than Ian Cook. Um, there's also there's been some movement on this uh, on this game. The 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 Panthers opened up at plus seven and a half, and it is now plus six and a half. So it has been a full line of movement. I I don't know. I'm having trouble finding out if that's sharp money or if that's just a ton of public money, which it very well could be in this game. Normally, if a line moved like that, you would think it was sharp money, but it could be public money because of what we just saw the Saints do on Monday night, where they looked dreadful. But I got to tell you, I'm on the Saints in this game, you guys. I think the Panthers have quit. I think the Panthers have absolutely quit. This is a divisional matchup. I like the Saints. I think they got a lot of pride. I think they're going to be a little bit upset. That I know they're playing on a short week, but I think that they they looked really terrible in that Monday night game. They're going to be looking to bounce back, and quite frankly, I think the Panthers have quit. So they're not one of my five, but I will have some New Orleans tickets this weekend. Billy, what do you think? Saints laying six and a half right now. Yeah, I think New Orleans has uh... – 
a little more meaning to this game than than the Panthers do. So I, I, I like New Orleans from that point. I mean, they're they're at home. They're a better team. They've just had trouble finding, you know, that reliable quarterback position. But the defense has been solid all year. Uh, Carolina hasn't been great. I, I think I like New Orleans here. It's a little high in the points for my liking for them to be one of my five. Um, but I still like New Orleans here. I mean, kudos to Matt Rule for trying something new when his team's in a bit of a spiral and just being like, let me throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. But the old, like, tag team quarter or, like, the, the, the quarterback tandem or or – or uh, or quarterback by committee just it just it doesn't work in the NFL it it just doesn't but uh, it, kudos to him for being open minded though uh, Craig what are your thoughts on this one Saints land six and a half Saints all right all right we're all on play I agree I, just, I I think I think you're right Carolina's quick all right. I'm uh, all right. Moving on to the Sunday night. Your boys, Bill, head into Minnesota or sorry, head into Green Bay to take on the Packers. Packers laying the full touchdown. This opened up at uh, Green Bay minus six and a half. Public money came in all over the Packers and have moved it up to the uh, have moved it up to the full seven. And with the full seven, the Sharps came back and bit a little back on uh, not a ton, but, you know, some significant money was bet on your Vikings once they got the plus seven. I like your boys here. I think they're going to be one of my five. Um, the only hesitation I have is the Kirk Cousins in primetime numbers are miserable. They are absolutely miserable. But I I, 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 I'm, I think the Vikings are going to be one of my five. I think this is too high. The Vikings play close games regardless of the scenario a lot of the times this season. So I, I, I like them getting a full touchdown in a divisional matchup. That's going to be me. What do you say about your boys heading into Green Bay? Yeah, I think I'm in agreement here. I, I, I like the Vikings. Whether or not they can get a win this week, I mean, uh, wins in Lambeau are hard. I love it. I think I we all love that. I think it'd be awesome. Um, but I definitely think that they can keep this game competitive. They can control the the game flow a little bit. Like they have the ability to do that. And yes, Cousins' primetime numbers aren't great, but they don't need Cousins to go in there and throw 350. You know, he's had some nice games like that. He really has. Uh, but the reality is they can control this game on the ground with some uh, high percentage passes. I like Minnesota to control this game and keep it close, which means give me Minnesota. And boy, do I hope they come away with a win here. Uh, I'm on Minnesota. Bill's on Minnesota. Packers laying seven. Craig, what say you? They get a sweep, Minnesota. Uh, right. I think they keep this game close. Not sure if they win, but touchdowns too much here. So uh, give me the give me the uh, give me the Vikings in the divisional game. This Viking, this obviously the Vikings have to win this game if they want anything to do with the upcoming playoffs. Uh, the Packers uh, need this if they want to hold on to the first round bye. If the Packers lose, and this turns into a three way tie between. Uh, Green Bay, Tampa, Dallas, and the Rams. That would mean that all three of those other teams win this week. The Dallas Cowboys would hold the first seed in the NFC playoffs. Wouldn't that be something? My goodness. It would be. All right. Uh, Monday nighter, the Cleveland Browns head into Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers in what they are alluding to be Big Ben's last game at home in Pittsburgh. The Browns are laying three. I'm I'm on I'm on Pittsburgh. I'm I'm on the I'm on the this is Big Ben's last home game. I'm I'm he I'm feeling 
something freaky happens to the Cleveland Browns here. I'm, I'm taking the stairs. I'm perhaps I'm ignoring the numbers and going with the old narrative a little bit too much there, but I, I think the Steelers are going to show up in what is presumably Ben's last, uh, last game in Pittsburgh. And they're going to work a little Steeler magic, a little Mike Tomlin magic against a, a Cleveland Browns team. That's fighting for a playoff spot. Even the Steelers are technically fighting for a playoff spot too, because they got a outside chance of winning this division. And it could start right here with a, with a, a, a Home dog. Plus, you know, I love a home dog. Here I am, home dog, with the emotional advantage in this football game, uh, going out there and trying to win one for Ben, even though they've looked not good the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, Craig, what say you? Browns laying three. Browns a little extra rest, too, having played the Saturday night, uh, Saturday afternoon game uh, against uh, Green Bay. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the Browns. Okay. I just think they're better. They're a better team. And I know that Mayfield has been very good. Uh, and the. The game the other night, it was not very good. Uh, before, before, but they they probably should have won that game, and he threw four they, interceptions. If Mayfield throws two interceptions, Cleveland wins that game. Yeah, but he threw, four and they lost. I mean, man, you can uh, run. You can run on the pad. That's another thing to go back to Minnesota that we didn't mention. Is Dalvin Cook going to play this week? Because I know he went on. Dalvin Cook is going to play. So yeah, so that's we, we you can run between the tackles on the Green Bay Packers, and who's better at that than Dalvin Cook, say for a couple of names, right? Like, yep, yeah. Um, and here's the other thing for the Packers that, and this is something that's going to come up in the playoffs, I think, depending on who they play, mm-hmm. and certainly if they play Dallas. Um, their offensive line is really hurt. Elton Jenkins is out. David mm-hmm. Bakhtiari, who knows about his situation? Like they. They're they're in a bad spot. I uh, I would be worried about that if I were a Packers fan about them going up against the wrong team at the wrong time in the playoffs and Rodgers just getting absolutely crushed for a game. Uh, another team that the Packers might play in the playoffs, Los Angeles Rams. Domic- uh, I'd rather have Aaron Donalds on that team. He's pretty good. Dominic and Sue uh, and and uh, Shaq Barrett. And well, well, I was going to say Tampa Bay has Dominican Sue and, and Shaq Barrett, but yeah, yeah, Vaughn Miller plays for the Rams. He's also good. Like so, they have some pass rush worries to have, and and Dallas might have the best front seven of the group when you adjust for depth. So they have some pass rush concerns amongst those NFC contenders for sure. Um, is Shaq Barrett going to play? I, I thought yeah. he got hurt. Is Barrett out for the season? Is, is he I, out for the I, season I thought he or was, was it just like a? He might be back playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, what I understand, but let me just confirm that. But. From what I understand, uh, the last time I looked at it, he was going to be back. Yeah, he's okay. got a sprained ACL, so they think that he they may get him back. Okay, they're hoping. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so but he's not the... playing the rest of the regular season. We know that much. Yeah. So you're on the Browns. I'm on the Steelers. Billy tiebreaker. I think the Browns are a better. Do you have it at plus three for the Steelers? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think. I'm on the Steelers here. I think the Browns are better, but not that much better. Steelers that are home and getting three points, I feel like you're getting enough of an edge there to make it worth your while. I'm not uh, I'm not huge on this one, but I like the Steelers here. All right. So that is it for Week 17. All that's left to do is our picks. So, um, Craig, why don't you kick us off for Week 17 since we all, uh, we all had uh, winning records last week? Will do. Uh, I will be taking Dallas Cowboys. I will be taking Tennessee Titans. Give me the Detroit Lions. 
I will take Washington football team. And for my last one, I, I looked at a few different things, but uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm good. I, I will go with the. I'm going back and forth between the Ravens and uh, and the Saints. Uh, I'll go with the Saints. Yeah, I think I think that's the. I think I like that one better out of those two. I just think the Panthers have quit. That's that's just me though. Although it's weird to see a minus six and a half with a over under of thirty eight, <laughs> right? So obviously they think this is going to be like a. I don't know, like 10-3, or the 13-3 sort of win for the Saints or something like that. That defense is really good, though, as you mentioned. Billy, Week 17, who you got? All right. I am going to go with the Colts, the Titans, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Arizona Cardinals. I'm fading Craig there. And I will take the Rams. And the Rams, who are land for right now. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make it a full sweep with Tennessee. Um, I'm with Craig on Washington. I'm going to fade Billy. I'm taking Kansas City. I feel very strongly about Kansas City. I'm taking your boys, Bill. I'm taking the Vikings plus the yes, seven. Sir. And I'm, I, I said I was going to do it. I'm taking the Steelers. I'm, I'm taking the Steelers. So uh, that's happening. Uh, so Titans, football team, Chiefs, Vikings, Steelers for uh, Matt Pierce this week. Uh, that is it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com, slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, So and pretty much any podcatcher you uh, happen to be using. So please check us out on there. Leave us a review. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Uh, um, and uh, that is it for this week. We will get to the Spider-Man No Way Home review eventually. It's I'm having a little trouble coordinating a time with some of the guys because it's the holiday season. It's just it's 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 trouble. We can barely make it to this football thing sometimes uh, this time of year. But you know we do what we can. Uh, anyway, that is it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Take care, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. 